0: Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I will be reviewing week 18 in the NBA. It's right after the All-Star break, so all the games from Thursday to Sunday, well, not all the games, but I'll give you my top stories as far as all that's going on in the NBA. So, with that said, sit back, relax, And enjoy the show. Okay, guys. So, it is week... Well, we're reviewing week 18 in the NBA. So, all the all-star glitz and glamour has passed. So, now we enter pretty much the... uh, the you know the stretch run as far as playoffs go uh teams position uh, getting themselves in position and you know uh just trying to make that run and get themselves ready for the playoffs so i'm j- well this week i'm just gonna do probably the top five stories at least to me the top five stories. So, um let's get into it guys. So, I think the number one story coming out of the All-Star break in those few games from Thursday to Sunday, we saw James Harden make his debut for the Philadelphia 76ers. So, of course, he came in the trade and then, you know, he was dealing with the hamstring injury, so He had to get himself, uh, you know, pretty much uh, get his health in order and and pretty much get acclimated with his teammates. So so he makes his debut, and it's at uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. And, man, what a game he had. 27 points, and he did that on 7 of 12 shooting, 5 of 7 from 3. 12 assists, 8 rebounds, only two turnovers he had in that game. Oh, by the way, they won that game. Uh, 133 to 102. So coming into this game with Hart making his debut, you know, the questions were how would he mesh with the Sixers? Will he affect the effect would he affect the play of Tyrese Maxey? How would he and Embiid play off one another, and so forth? And after these two games, looks like, um, yeah, looks like uh, he fits. He fits him rather nicely. So, like I said, twenty-seven points with the twelve assists. Think about that. I mean, he's coming into a situation here. And he's already coming in with the mindset of getting his teammates involved. I, I think that speaks volumes. Uh, I know he did s- something similar with the Nets. You know, it's kind of easy when you have a Kevin Durant there. You have a Kyrie. I i don't recall if Kyrie made his debut, but still, you know, you have catch shooters like uh, Joe Harris. So. Kind of easy to get your 12 assists in in that kind of offense. But to come over here with Doc Rivers and with what he has established already and to blend right in really says something. So so he does that in his first game. Embiid in his first game together with Harden. 34 points for him. He did it on 10 of 18 shooting. And... Three of five from three-point range. He had ten rebounds as well. Now, how did how would Maxi fare? Oh, he only had 28 points, so uh, not too much of a bother for him. So, so they get out the gate with a roaring start there. And keep in mind on those 12 assists that he had, um, they actually shot 11 of 17. From the field on uh, his 12 assists. And also uh, they were 6 of 8 as far as uncontested field goals. So uh, again, I, I I think that's nothing short of amazing. The fact that he was able to come in and blend in that, that well. So um, and then on Sunday they go. To the Knicks for an afternoon game and pretty much more the same 125 win, um, 125 to 109 in that game. James Harden uh, 29 points for him, and he does that on eight of 14 shooting from the field, three of seven from three, 16 assists 10 rebounds so he puts in a triple double uh he had five steals in that in that game now that's kind of a shocker uh the fact that he gets five steals you know he's not exactly known for his all his uh defensive prowess so and then he also had three turnovers so so in his two games 28 assists against five turnovers that's amazing I don't care what anybody says. That's amazing to do. So, um, and then, and then his uh, teammate Joel Embiid against the Knicks absolutely destroys them. Thirty-seven points, uh, nine rebounds, four blocks, and then two games together with James Harden, Joel Embiid in two games, he goes to the line forty times. <laughs> It's gracious. Uh, you know, you can't argue with those type of results if you're, you know, getting the calls. You know, he pretty much fouled Mitch Robinson out in 19 minutes. Um, so much so, they had to go to the kid Jericho Sims to kind of slow him down a bit. Which, he had his moments, but, um, you know, Joel Beach is just... He is just playing out of his mind this season, so... And then, also, Tyrese Maxey in that game against the Knicks, 21 points. So, the person who's not faring all that well with the arrival of James Harden is Tobias Harris, who, in two games, scored a total of 18 points, so... um, So in terms of fantasy basketball, just as an aside, uh, you're kind of in dire straits right now because Tobias, who was playing great before Harden's arrival now, um, now his value is pretty much uh, sunk. So um, you're kind of in a pickle if you have him in fantasy. I doubt if you can deal him and, you know, you got to see the league rules, maybe uh, you can no longer make deals at this point, but, um, I would think long and hard, <laughs> probably about, um, perhaps, uh, although he will have value when Harden sits, cause you know, Harden will probably sit a game or two, you know, it's still will not be cautious with that hamstring, So, um, The bench performed pretty well in these two games uh, against uh, Minnesota, 27 points from the bench, and then against the Knicks 18 points. The biggest thing for Philly, I think uh, they're going to have to get somebody to back up Embiid. I know he's playing now. He's playing all these minutes and so forth, but you're going to have to do something in that regard. I understand. I get it. You have a Willie Cauley Stein. uh, That doesn't exactly um, shake the foundations um, in terms of a backup. So what they can do is the Lakers just recently waived DeAndre Jordan. Maybe you want to dip into the DeAndre Jordan pool. Uh, He's a vet who can give you solid backup minutes. uh, Could probably start in a pinch and also to this film he's familiar with uh doc rivers so you may want to explore that so um so i'm just putting it out there so so that's the first story next story is the laker woes continue um i think it'll be an understatement to say that uh this season Hasn't quite turned out the way Lakerland uh, figured it would. Um, th- um, coming out of the All-Star break, they lost to the Clippers, one hundred five to one hundred two, and then uh, and then they lost to the New Orleans New Orleans Pelicans for crying out loud. 123 to 95. And both of these losses were on their home floor. So at crypto, at the crypto arena, whatever they're calling it these days. So uh, yeah, two losses on their home floor. So much so, it led fans to begin booing LeBron and the Lakers. So let me say this. Um, I know Stephen A went berserk about uh, saying uh, that he shouldn't boo LeBron on his home floor and so forth. You know why fans boo? One of the reasons, at least, because you put these expectations out there and they're riding with that. So um, the expectations that the media, I'm going to say the media, the media put out about these Lakers Um, it's going to lead the the fans to say, wait a second. You said this team was all that and and look at what they're doing. So, of course, they're going to boo. Whereas, well, I'll I'll deal with the other aspect of expectations later. But these are the expectations they were, you know, set upon the Lakers. Um, so, not good, guys. (laughs) Not good. So, the wolves continue lebron uh coming out the gate he has a bad a bad game by his standards um 21 points but that was on 6 of 18 shooting only 2 of 8 from 3 11 rebounds 3 assists 6 turnovers which is unlebron like so and then he would come back um in the new orleans game he has a better game there 32 points, six rebounds, three three assists again, but seven turnovers with two steals and two blocks. So in two games coming back, he has 13 turnovers. So that's just a sign of me of a guy that's just trying too hard. Um, yeah, so... <sighs> yeah um, it's not look good for Lakers and LeBron is saying you know don't kick don't kick um, uh, not kick but don't pour the dirt over him just yet he ain't dead yet so uh, but as as Yogi Berra would say it's getting early late so they're gonna have to start doing something and doing something quick so in terms of Re- Russell Westbrook Um, yeah, pretty much more the same from him. He has 18 points against the Clippers, only three rebounds, one assist, and then against the Pelicans, 16 points, six rebounds, one assist, seven turnovers. So your point guard in two games coming out of the break gives you two assists. That's not a good look, man. That's not a good look at all. So, I think when the season is done, uh, they'll they'll deal Westbrook, which I think they'll have a better chance of dealing him in this off season, given that you know he he's on an expiring contract. The only thing is that contract's going to pay him in the last season forty seven million dollars. So, a team's going to do it. Somebody'll do it. Um, I've kind of put it out there, uh, when I did the trade deadline show that, um, if I were the Knicks, I know people aren't going to like me saying this, but you would have to explore getting rid of some of this, these veterans here, maybe, maybe a Kimba, Fournier, Burks. And uh, something else in the package. To send over to L.A. Uh, maybe that gets it done. And what I would do with West, Westbrook is. I would take uh, the kid Deuce McBride. And i say. Deuce. Follow this guy around. For the whole entire season. Watch whatever he does. Um, and and um, we, we need you to be that. But thankfully McBride is a better shooter than him so um but that fire and desire that's in Westbrook we would like you know just watch him and maybe some of that will uh rub off and uh flow to you so uh that's what I would do um so uh yeah but I think the handwriting's on the wall for Russell Westbrook so they're also talking about uh uh, Anthony Davis and maybe dealing him. Uh, as crazy as it sounds, I think you got a better chance of dealing Westbrook than you do Anthony Davis. I don't think you're gonna get any takers to be honest. He can't trust them. He can't trust them health wise. So at least with Russ, Russell, at least you know he'll be out there. Um, you know he he's been relatively. Uh, uh, healthy. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. Lakers got issues. So, they lost their lat their last five out of six, nine out of twelve. So, yeah, they're reeling big time. So, um, they're gonna have to figure it out. I don't think Vogel should lose his job over this. by, by the way, this is a. Uh, LeBron concoction putting all these pieces together so mm-hmm. Vogel shouldn't fall victim to that uh, I'm just saying So then the third story uh, CP3 just before the All-Star break fractures his thumb he plays in the All-Star game for the two minutes and then he comes out and then uh, come to find out he fractured his thumb so He's going to need surgery, so he'll miss six to eight weeks, So, which is a crushing blow. So that timetable would put him coming back probably early April. So if all bodes well, probably just before the playoffs, you'll get him back. So uh-oh. where the team would be, we'll see. Um Devin Booker's just going to have to put in the work. He's done that so far in two games. Uh 25 points, 12 assists, 5 rebounds and 6 steals. Then he comes back the next game with 30 points, 7 assists, 7 rebounds and 2 steals. So he's going to get a lot of work, guys. So if you have him in fantasy, you're you're a happy camper. So um yeah. So, but they're also hoping to get Cameron Payne back. That's their, uh, that's the guy they go to when. Remember when uh, Chris Paul missed time last season with the hamstring? So Cameron Payne, pretty much, actually, he played himself into a, a extension with with the Suns. So, um, so when he comes back, they're gonna need him to help run the offense with uh, Devin Booker there. So um, uh, will this hinder their chances in the West? Uh, I think Monty Williams has a pretty good handle on that team still. He still has some uh, guys that can get it done. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, you still got there. Mikael Bridges, you still have him as well. Um, Cameron Johnson is a nice piece so uh, you still have a guy like JaVale McGee there so I think they'll be able to uh, hold water until uh, Chris Paul gets back so but watch that situation along with Golden State who's my next story Golden State uh, is hoping to get Draymond back probably by mid-March so if they were to get uh, Draymond. Remember Draymond had the back issues. So um, if they would get him back. He's such a vital piece to what they do. So um, if they were to get him back mid-March. And kind of take off a little bit. I think they can give the Suns a run for their money atop the West. So that's the situation that bears watching. So And then my last story. Um, I'm going to. Uh, let's finish it with the New York Knicks. Uh, I call this the ship be sinking. Um, or if you are old Nick heads out there, you know that, uh, this is a phrase that Michael Ray Richardson once used to distri- to describe what was going on with the team. So, uh, yeah, things aren't good in, in, uh, Gotham city, uh, Right now, Kemba Walker, he has been shut down for the season. So they're they're pretty much saying, look, we don't want to expose you any further. So uh, chances are we might be able to swing a deal in the offseason and get you somewhere else. So so that's, I think that's probably the reason it was done. And then on top of that, you have... uh, Derek Rose having to have an additional procedure done on his ankle. So, he's going to miss some more time. He'll be evaluated in seven to ten days. So, Uh, so, so you're down two point guards. So, what does Tibbs do? Of course, he starts Alec Burks at point guard. Why wouldn't he, right? (sighs) Meanwhile, fans... And probably front office is clamoring uh, for Miles McBride, Deuce McBride to get in there and um, see some substantial time at the point guard position. It's funny because Alan Hahn had posted something on um, social media (laughs) um, about uh, what uh, Deuce was doing down in the G League. and I, (laughs) I remarked that. If Tibbs had if Tibbs was there for Derrick Rose's first two seasons, he might have played Kirk Heinrich over him. So uh that's I just don't get it with Tibbs. Um it, and it's almost as if I <sighs> hmm. First of all, the team has we saw what they did last year. Um I think a lot of that had to do with Tibbs, of course, obviously, but he also had Mike Woodson in there. Mike Woodson was such a stabilizing force in that locker room. He was kind of the offense coordinator, so Knicks were able to do their thing there. Uh, I still say uh, last season was a fluke because they didn't play in front of fans. People forget that. It wasn't until late in the season they started playing in front of fans. Uh, I I continue to say, I know people get tired of me saying this, but I, I'll keep quoting Alan Hahn on this. The Knicks, the Knicks jersey is the heaviest jersey in the NBA. Way heavier than the Lakers. I understand they're going through their problems, but at least they got banners hanging up. Uh, as recently as a few years ago, with LeBron and AD get one, uh, the Knicks jersey is just the heaviest in the league. There's no two ways about it. Even Boston, with all they're going through, they got banners hanging up. We haven't put one up since '73, which is, which will be about about another fifty years. So yeah. Um. Anyhow, so. With that said, um the few bright spots for them is the r j situation. Oh, I was talking about um the situation with um the um okay uh the way I look at it again, the fact that they didn't have any fans in the in the seats, so that kind of helped them. They kind of played loosey goosey. When the fans are there, you got to be built for this, man. You got to be built to play in New York. Not everybody's built for that. So, um, even Randall, as well as he played last year, his numbers are way down, guys. Um, uh, His scoring is down. He scored over 24 points a game last season. He's down to 19.6. Field goal percentage, that's down uh, from 45.6% from the field. Now he's shooting at 41.5%. Three-point percentage, way down. He shot it a little over 41% last season. This season, a little over 30%. Big difference. And then free throws even, he's he's shooting uh, five less percentage points with that. From a little over 81% to now 76%. So it's obvious. His rebounds are still the same. His assists is kind of in the same ballpark. But it's the scoring. It's the scoring and the shooting that's down this year. So, Which leaves everybody to say, is he the player to build around? Or perhaps R.J. is the one. R.J. Barrett, I've said this probably on social media i'm not sure if i said it in the podcast he's on the same trajectory as a uh, another tips um player uh and that's jimmy butler he's kind of on that rise up so uh i think next season they need to really turn over the keys he'll be you know about 21 now so um It's no time like the present. You know, he'll be 22. Um, That's to turn your team over to a 22 year old is not that far fetched. I think he's ready to do that. But he needs support around him. He needs these young guys to start developing to step up. And that's been a problem right there. The fact that tibbs has an aversion to going with these young guys you know everybody everybody say oh but rj's a young guy yeah you you think he was going to come here and not play rj are you serious so he he, i mean he has sense so um yeah so you know you gotta see what guys like ob can do um Obi just got to stop shooting it from three. That's not his forte. It's something he can get better with in time, but right now that's not in his game right now. He should abandon it. Uh, Emmanuel quickly, his game kind of went down, but he seems like he's kind of coming back up again. So he's going to be your Lou Williams of the team. That's who he is. He's going to be your Lou Williams where he's that, guard that comes off the bench and lights it up that's who he is uh Quentin Grimes I love what I saw from him too bad the kid went down with an injury um so uh this may curtail things a bit for him but I like his future with the team Jericho Sims I think he should play more because um, right now uh know well he's just not healthy he's not healthy Taj Gibson's long and two, but he he can tutor the young man Sims and get him right. Mitchell Robinson, I think Mitchell Robinson has got a foot out the door, um, which leads to the Knicks' inactivity in during the trade deadline. If you knew you're gonna have these problems with Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson that you're having, you should have dealt him at the had to trade that line you should have did it so um yeah so there's a chance that he may just walk out of that door and you get no compensation that's not a good look so um yeah so it looks like they're gonna be back in the lottery um you know we've seen kind of mid-level teams rise into that uh one, two, three spot in the uh, lottery. So will they have it for the Knicks? I don't know. Um, and as far as the talent goes that's out there, there's about three guys at the top you can consider. Um, there's a point guard from uh, Notre Dame that you can probably consider. Uh, I think it's Jaden Ivy. A um, couple other guards that are out there. They're kind of like combo guards, but they can probably run a run an offense kind of in the same vein as a uh, Therese Holly Burton. So, uh, they're going to have to do their homework, man. They're going to have to do their homework. I don't think they swing for the fences and bring in a the star. They're not there yet. They're just not there. And the way they play this season, a lot of these guys' value is down. So, who are you going to get anyway? So um, I I know I hear all the Jalen Brunson noise. I hear all that, but I just don't think that's going to be your answer. I know he has ties with the team and so forth. I get that, but I don't think that's your answer. So the answer could be right on the roster here. So again, I think again, uh, a Westbrook with something to play for because he needs to play for another contract guys. I don't think it's where he's going to play out the year and then he's gone from the league. He's going to play somewhere else. That's just, that's just the way it goes. But, um, I think he will play with hunger. He'll play with vent, a uh, bit of a vengeance. Um, uh, He'll be more loose, that's for sure. he'll be from under the specter of LA, where you know he grew up. So he wanted to play for the home team there. So didn't quite work out. These things happen. So I think he'll play with hunger in his last season, last year on that contract. He he's not a guy who's going to shortchange you. So uh, who knows? Who knows? He may he may be the bridge that's needed to get to a guy like uh deuce mcbride who every time you send him to g league he tears it up so um yeah so a lot of big decisions for them to make but i think once they are officially mathematically eliminate i think you just totally go to your kids i know he um tips is trying to hold on for dear life um but yeah it's uh, i think um and then also too randall um you know getting into it with the fans and so forth and when i talked about the la expectations there's expectations here what you did last year they uh, the fans expected you to um do the same thing this year the media didn't so much, so I guess they actually got something right. So, um, but the fans expected more of this team, and they haven't got it. So, so they definitely underperformed. So, which led you know Randall to get into it with them, which is never smart. I still say that um, it's never f- smart to get into a tit for tat with the fans. You're not going to win that. So. Anyhow, but I think, yeah, Knicks N- are not in great shape. And Jeff Van Gundy actually said this on the Michael K show. Um, they should not try and get into that seven ten 10 play-in spot because that will only give you false hope. I 100% agree with that. You're only fooling yourself thinking that Oh, let's just get into the play playing and see what happened. You are not on the caliber of Milwaukee. You're not on the caliber of Philadelphia. We've seen that in uh the past game. You're not in the caliber of Miami. You're not in the caliber with Chicago. You're not in the caliber with even with the team across the river there, Brooklyn. You're not in their caliber. Even though they got their own issues, but um Oh, by the way, um, to say uh, <laughs> Stephen A. Oh gosh, he because he had had his rankings of the top five teams that has a chance to win the title. He had the Brooklyn Nets third. When will these commentators learn? You can't just basketball isn't actual basketball is not fantasy basketball. Let's put it that way. Where you. Put together a roster and, and you know, you know as strong as roster you have, it's got a chance to, do um, you know, get the numbers and be in first place and all those sort of things. It takes playing together. It takes time together. It takes chemistry. It takes all that stuff. You can't on paper say, and that's the problem with the Lakers. They saw all that on paper and said, Yeah, they're going to do something. It takes repetition. It takes continuity. It takes getting to know one another. Um, You can't just throw it all in a pot and figure it's going to come out like roses. So uh, that's my little take on that. But yeah, but uh, yeah, the Knicks are in bad shape. I don't think I am speaking out of school when I say that. So they need to just play for next year. So I'll leave it at that. So, all right, guys. So that was my review of last week, 18, all that went on just about. I really get to all the teams and so forth. I think I'm kind of going to tailor the episodes from here on in kind of in the same main. Um You all know the games and all that's going on. So uh, I may just point out a few standout performances, but uh, I think this is probably the route I'll go. So the show is ever evolving. So another evolution there. So we got the Bill Russell player spotlight out of the way. Being that this is Women's History Month, I probably, the next player spotlight will be on someone with NBA ties of some sort, so uh, so maybe I'll put together a couple of episodes in that regard as far as a player spotlight goes. So anyhow, so we'll see what happens there. Anyhow, uh, th- guys, once again I thank you for listening as always, and as always, stay safe, and we'll talk soon. So my peeps, if you enjoy what you're listening to, you can follow me on my Facebook page, GD That You also can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at GD Dude, and also on Twitter, you can find me at GD That Sport Dude. Also, you can email me at thatsportsdudegd at gmail.com. You can also support me through my Zelle at that same email address. And also on anchor.fm gd that sports dude. You can hit the support button there to contribute to this podcast and also like me there as well. And again, I thank you for listening to this content.